Kia from your Every Nation Southside family here in Papa Toi Toi, Auckland. You are now listening to a podcast from our church service and we pray that you will be blessed by it. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or feel free to contact our church office. If you've just joined us for the first time, uh, we've been focusing on this uh, sermon series called Ten. Ten meaning the Ten Commandments. And so we've been going week by week uh, with these commandments, and we're on like week uh, five now, so it's the fifth commandment. But, you know, all these commandments, if you didn't know, you know, this may be your first time ever looking into the Ten Commandments, and, and it's found in, in the, the book of uh, Exodus, Exodus 20, and, um, you know, probably it could be your first time learning it, um, it could be your first time learning it. And let, let me tell you, you know, no matter if uh, you are new to the Ten Commandments or, you know, maybe you know them back to front, the Ten Commandments, you probably learned them when you were in Sunday school growing up. I'm not too sure. Let me tell you, there are always, um, r- there's always room to learn more about it, about the Ten Commandments. And, you know, we looked at uh, week one, uh, okay, we looked at week one, and you know there was uh, the different different sort of commandments that we were focusing on for the last four weeks. That, that's behind me, you know. And out of all the ten commandments, you know the first four that you see behind me here are about how people relate to God. So the first four commandments they spell out what it means to love the Lord our God. You know, not to have any other gods before him, not to make, you know, not to serve any idols, uh, not to take his name in vain, keep the Sabbath day holy. You know, those are the first four. It's all about having a relationship with God. And it's funny, so if you have, haven't, you know, caught up or you haven't heard any of these um, sermons, jump on our podcast, they're all there, just to keep up to date on them. So then we go to, to the next six commandments, right? And the, six, these, the next six, they actually... The focus changes. The first four that are behind me is about having a relationship with God, but the last six um, is about have, how to relate with other people. So here's the fifth commandment, which is the first commandment, and it's fo- focusing on relating with people. Um, Exodus 5, I will just put it up on the, on the PowerPoint there. You know, it says this, honor your father and your mother. That's the fifth commandment. And what a great time to be here. You know, we're here to honor our mums uh, today. And so this sermon series is bang on, smack on the, the, the week of honoring our parents. You know, the first four, like I said, it teaches how to love the Lord our God. The last six commands um, teach us how to love our neighbor as we would pretty much love ourselves. You know, to honor our parents, you know, which is the, the, the commandment we're focusing on today. And not to, you know, not to commit murder, not to commit adultery, steal, bear, uh, bear false witness or covet anything belonging to our neighbor. You know, all the Ten Commandments, when you actually divide them, they're divided into actually two sections. You know, the first four and the last six. These two sections direct us to this greatest commandment. And it's the greatest commandment that Jesus said. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And then the second part, he goes, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So now, I, I definitely don't want to get ahead of myself here because, you know, we're only halfway through the commandments. But if every commandment focuses around relationship, 
then it will, you know, it's pretty important to God because that will show that it will reflect how you and I, how we live out being a follower of God. You know, who do, you know, who do I think God is in my life? Does, does he have authority in this part of my life? Do I value God more than this person or, or that person? Is he more valuable than, the, than this thing or, or that thing? You know, so we, we learn more about this fifth commandment as we learn this commandment is the foundational um, part to the rest that follow after. Um, if we can click. You know, it's got here, if we truly honor our parents, we won't disgrace their name by becoming a murderer, uh, being unfaithful in, in relationships, um, by stealing, by lying, or by the greed and coveting of other people's things. But it's all, it also works back, you know, toward the first four. If we do not choose and learn how to have a true relationship in God, then on the inside, you can become rebellious and you can become disrespectful toward God, who is the creator and sustainer of our, of our lives. Then, you know, it's on the outside it begins to show. It shows um, in rebelling and disrespecting our parents who gave us life to be here today. It doesn't stop there as well. Now, when disrespect toward God um, and parents is evident in our lives, that leads into disrespect for authority uh, that will result in eventually rebelling against law of this land, which creates this breakdown of problems where we begin to see disrespect and rebellion in our community. You know, just a, just a personal story. When, when my dad, when he passed away, I, I, must, I think I was around 11 and 12, 12 years old, and I was coming into my teenage years, right? And I started at that time as a young kid, I started blaming God um, for my dad dying at such a young age. He, he died at around the age of 40, 40, 41, I think it was. And it put a lot of, the thing was, it put a lot of pressure on my mum. And yet, she was such this amazing lady in those years of, of our lives to, you know, in providing for all of us, for the family. And so she would work hard, you know, for us so that we could eat and pretty much just live the stable life. We weren't wealthy, we weren't rich, but it was stable enough to sustain us <laughs> to live. And, you know, yet during that time of my life, um, I, my, my father passed away, and during that time of my life, I started to become rebellious uh, towards her, and I started to dishonor her. You know, soon enough, I got myself caught up into different groups of friends, and, and I got into a lot of trouble, and man, I just remember, my mum would literally come and try and look for me. We lived down in West Auckland, and you got little, little towns, if you want to call them, Henderson, and, and New Lynn, and, and Avondale, and my mum would be driving around looking for me just to find out where I was. I'd be missing for days, and this, here I was, I was still at school as well, and you know, some of you know, um, sometimes I'd be brought home by the police, you know, walking home late at night from the library. I've always told you that, you know, because tired walking, my bag was heavy with my books. And then they'd stop and open my, book, uh, my bag and find that they weren't books. They were um, stereo, car, um, car stereos, you know. 
But, you know, and, and, and the school I attended it to back then in West Auckland, you know, they gave me the scholarship to leave and never come back. Do they still give those scholarships out? Hands up, who got one of those? Yeah, come on, man, represent. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for your honesty. You know, I'm so thankful that I had found a relationship in Jesus later in my young adult years. It took me time, however, to learn and walk the journey in honoring my mum in those years because I just didn't know how to do it. Had no one to guide me, had no one to tell me how to do, how, how to walk in honoring parents. But I praise God for guiding me with the help, obviously, of many people. And I stand here to, today just as a warrior for Christ standing before you sharing this. And as I share this, I hope you can see this picture that's been created, you know, from dishonoring our parents and how important the fifth commandment really is for our lives. You know, the fifth commandment, it's not some out-of-date or old-fashioned idea uh, like we all might think it to be. The fifth commandment, it's actually vital for our personal life, for our families, and for this community. So honoring your parents is an indication of where your relationship with God is. And only good comes out of worshiping Him. It's not mundane. It's not boring to worship God. It's totally the opposite. You know, in all seriousness, when you hear this commandment, right, honor your mother, your father and your mother, man, something begins to stir in us. Why is that? Because the honest truth is our parents have affected our lives in so many different ways. Now, for some here, when you hear this fifth commandment, you think, man, yeah, that's an easy thing to do in my life. Man, I've got that down packed. You know, that's one commandment I can tick off. And so my question to you is this. Are you honoring your parents in the way that you would honor God first if you've got it down packed? Because sometimes people will choose their parents, their families, over Jesus. You know, Matthew 10, 37, just as I read, it says, this is Jesus saying, right? He goes, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Now, that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother sermon. But that, he, he's, he's, there's no cryptic sort of matrix kind of thing that he's, he's black and white here. This is a hard one to accept. Just so you know, the fifth commandment is for you. It's for me. Now, others in here may feel totally different when you hear this command. You know, in actual fact, honoring your parents may be hard for you. <laughs> or even some of us here may be sitting thinking, man, that's impossible. I could never do that. Now, I, I dare not stand here saying to you, that I understand your pain. Because in some aspects, yeah, I do, but I, I, I don't fully understand the pain that you may be going through. You see, you see all in the news today, in our nation here, or even around the world, some of the ugliest, the cruelest, the most evil things some parents have done to their children physically and emotionally. 
And parents, you know, the, our parents, in, in our minds when we were growing up, they're supposed to protect and they're supposed to provide, but that hasn't always been the case for many of us. And all people, both you and me, even our parents, sin has come into our lives and it corrupts us and it perverts this dreamful idea of a family with great parents. And as you hear this fifth commandment, I know it may stir some things in, in many of us today, some anger, confusion, even past pain and hurt. Maybe you've cut that part of your life out and don't want anything to do with them. I can testify to that in my personal life. And I want to encourage you today, I want you to listen and just hear God's word. This word could possibly, it could possibly be a game changer for this part of your life. I don't, you know, I know God's word has definitely changed my heart over the years in, in honoring my parents, so I know it can do the same for you. For today, please, so don't disregard this word. I want you to ask yourself, as I speak, what is God saying to me today through this word? You know, I've learned that sometimes God's word, it hurts. The reason for that is because eventually he wants to see you free and he wants to heal you in Jesus' name. You know, we've already established that this fifth commandment, right, the one that we're going to, you know, following um, after, it's all about, rebuild, um, about building relationally with people. And so the question, why did God start? If all the next six are all about building relationally with people, why does he start with the, the relationship of family? Out of all other relationships, he starts with family. Why is that? Well, the answer to that is God created family. He created humankind to build on and build from families. This verse behind me, it's the, the foundation of God's creation and, and ideas of a family unit, right? Let me read this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then verse 28, it goes, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Now, God could have filled this earth, right? Think about it. He could have filled this earth with his image any way he wanted to. You know, he's an infinite God. He, he has, so that means he has infinite ways to fill this earth, but he chose the first uh, male and the first female, and he gave them the task in filling the earth with his image. And God chose the family unit as a starting point of filling the earth in his image and glory. But you may know a bit about the story of Adam and Eve. Later on, the, the, serp, the serpent, Satan, he comes along and he tempts Adam and Eve, you know, with the fruit. And that's how sin enters the garden, because of eating this fruit God told them not to eat. And soon enough, Adam and Eve, they start trusting in themselves rather than, than trusting in God. 
And what God created to be a family unit ends up being one of the first things to fall apart. Adam and Eve, they sin and they feel shame as individuals, you know, and and conflict. It arises in their relationship with each other. And if you read into the story more, you know, Adam starts blaming everything on his wife and he blames God for creating her. Over time, they have children and even their eldest son, all because of jealousy, of envy, he kills his younger brother. And it continues on from there. The sin of man affects what was supposed to be a family unit, becomes a generation of dysfunctional families. When God is not the center of your lives and our lives, everything begins to fall apart in your life and in the lives around you. Everything gets affected, all because of the breakdown in the family unit. A chain reaction of dishonoring parents and those kids, they grow up to be just like their parents, doing the same thing they see modeled in front of their eyes as they grow up to be teenagers and young adults themselves, and the pattern, it just goes on. And and further down the family line, There's things like pain and destruction and bitterness and anger and so forth. Sin, when it gets into our family lives, the damage it can do from generation to generation is dangerous. And so we come back to the story, right? In the Bible, many generations later, after all of this has happened, Moses is born. And Moses is born, and God comes and uses Moses. He, he frees the Israelites, as you remember, out of, of Egypt. And from there, they, they travel to the mount, and Moses receives the Ten Commandments there. And it is through the Ten Commandments, God is wanting to bring back uh, his people into a relationship with him. And I actually, you know, I didn't read the whole Fifth Commandment earlier, But let me give you the second half of this commandment, if we can put that up there. Honor your father and mother, and the next part says that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You know, God has, this is a promise, God has promised the people with this fifth commandment that in order to live a good and blessed life on this earth, right, they need to make the family unit a strong foundation. And the way to do that is by starting off with honoring your parents. Now, the Israelites, they needed some guidance in this time of history because they didn't know how to live this way, and they didn't know how to live, you know, outside of the lives that they came from. Remember, they were slaves. So they didn't know anything but to be slaves. So God is making it clear by giving this command that if the family unit If it's not tight, if it's not secure, if it's not solid, then the ripple effect of broken families will occur. And so this is a great promise, you know, given to them if they obey this commandment. However, now I need to be clear here, okay? Hear me on this one. This promise that he gave them, it was for the nation. 
it actually wasn't for an individual family or an individual person. God was never talking about trying to live over a hundred years if you just obey your parents. He, you know, the Israelites, they came from a culture. The culture that they came from is they grew up around the family unit. A family unit was very important in their culture. And so they understood that it was all about leaving a legacy behind in the community that God was bringing them into. It was the promised land. You know, but many, I mean, when you think about it, for us, many of us probably think of this part of God's promise. Okay, so if I honor my parents, I'm going to live long. Is that what you're saying? Or, you know, that's not what this promise meant, okay? The, the promise was meant for the nation, not for the individual person or family. People will read, you know, all the Ten Commandments, and, and they think that the commandments, even they think, oh, that's for the old times. It was in the Old Testament, so that was for them back then. We live in the New Testament days. Well, let me tell you this. We read the fifth commandment in the Old Testament from, these, you know, from Moses, but you also will find this commandment in the New Testament when Paul talks about it. If you pop this uh, verse up, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, this is Paul himself, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, and he says in brackets, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot get away from this. <laughs> Can you see how important that God is wanting to restore his people, you and I? And by doing that, he wants to restore the family unit. You know, honoring our parents is one of the, man, to be honest with you, it's one of the highest callings and greatest tasks we have to face in this life. I shared earlier in my life as a, as a young adult, learning as a young Christian how to honor my mum. You know, I gave my life and I, I was, my journey was honoring her as I was growing up. Man, have I got it all together now? I'm far from it. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to honor my mum for the sake of living for a hundred years, you know, to be a hundred. I, I want to grow more in honoring her so that my kids will do the same with me and my wife, and their kids will do the same with them, and so on, and so forth. Can you understand where this is going? You know, the question is, so as parents, what are we modeling? Are we, you know, are you honoring God first and foremost in your life? You know, where where in the way that you model your life for Jesus and everything you do, will your kids want to grow up, you know, doing that because they've seen how much you love God? Is your mouth, how about this one, is your mouth, when it talks about doing godly things, are you actually putting action behind it? Or do you allow our children, you know, to see us to be Christians here at church, but at home, we're living a totally different life, an attitude opposite to being a follower of Christ. I mean, God wants to restore his people by restoring the family unit. And let me give you some points about honoring thy parents, you know, so that we can go from here and hit the buffet line 
at Valentine's for Mother's Day lunch. Now, let me put this point up here. It says this. Kids, honor your parents. Yes, as a son or a daughter to your parents, your job is to honor them. Sorry, guys. Through my many mistakes as a teenager, okay? This is me personally. I have learned when you're young, honor your parents by obeying their instructions and submit when you're being corrected. I really wish I had caught that revelation when I was young. I really wish I did. Now, I guess real quickly, one of the only times you don't follow your parents in their ways is if they are in disobedience to God's word. And that's the truth. If you're a teenager in here and you end up facing an ungodly situation where your parents have put you in, then I pray and I hope you as a teenager, you as a young one, will be able to go to your parents respectfully and appeal to them and explain your reasons why you cannot obey them in that, you know, time. And you should show that it grieves you to have to disobey them. And you're going to have to submit to any punishment they give you, you know, without complaining or rebellion. But I want to say this, I want to encourage you that to do it with a heart of joy, it's counting the cost to suffer for Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's not about pleasing your parents. Please God first, and then everything will trickle down. Now, parents, we don't get let off that easily. You may think of me teaching this. Hopefully, you know that it's not disrespectful and it's not dishonoring. I mean, because when you think about it as a Christian ourselves, we would never obey authority if it meant to dishonor and disrespect God and His Word. If there is any time we as Christians are pressured by any higher authority than you and I to disobeying God's word, then we need to respectfully and honorably say no to them. To stay away from, so, you know, for parents, man, to stay away from any disagreement that may be ungodly in front of your, kid, uh, your kids, let's not put them in that position for them to, to go there with us. You know, but if, if that does ever happen to you as a parent, where our kids will stand up for God's word against your and my ungodly decisions, man, I pray that we walk with humility before God and we repent. Which brings me to my second point. Parents, honor your kids. You know, as a parent myself, challenged with this word, the way I treat my boys, my sons, This is one thing I want to say. As much as our kids must honor us, parents, let's make sure we are actually worth honoring. You know, as parents, we need to be examples of godliness in our homes. Our children watch our lives way more than they listen to our lectures. If we preach Christianity and don't live it, most kids will end up having no honor for us and definitely no honor for Jesus. 
The fruit of the Spirit is what needs to, to be modeled in front of our kids every day. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, things like controlling our anger towards our spouse and our children. I share that one because, man, I used to have a really bad anger problem. You ask my sister and, and Donald, I used to have a really bad anger I just think I was a spoiled kid. I act like the spoiled rich kid and I was, it wasn't even that, you know. But I went through a lot of anger issues. And it's funny because last night, right? Is my son in here? No, he's not. Okay, I think he's serving. I asked him last night. Oh, there he's sitting at the back. Hey, don't add any more extras to the story when I share it. You know, um, you know, my wife was there and my son, Joey, and, and in mine, then I sort of tried to push my wife and, and Joey out of the room. And so they, they got out and I said, Maya, come here, come here. And he said, yeah, yeah, Dad, what do you want? And I said, can I ask you this question? And he goes, yep. And I said, you know, in your whole life, um, from what you can remember, right? Okay, you're 13 now. How many times can you count that you ever saw me and mum have a massive argument? How many times? And I was thinking, oh man, I don't want my, my wife to hear this, you know, and then I was a bit, of, I was a bit of shame because you know, I was waiting for the, I can't count, I only have 10 fingers, you know. But you know what he said? He said, Dad, he was really thinking about it. And I was nervous, but he goes, twice. Out of my 13 years, uh, two big arguments that you've had, it's twice. And then he goes, I remember one when I was six. And I remember one when I was, and he goes, I think I remember one when I was 11 and 12. And I said, let's say 11 because you were 12 last year. So let's push it back a bit. <laughs> and then make me feel good here, brother. You know, and, and you ask, I mean, okay. You ask my wife how many times we've had some massive arguments, and I think the number is way different. That's why I had to push her out of the room. But jokes aside, you know, for me and my wife, we have always tried our best not to argue in front of our children. Do we argue? You better believe it. <laughs> we do. Sometimes we can argue before we walk into this church. Get in the car. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How are you today? Oh, my marriage is great. Jesus loves you as much as he loves me. And I'm in worship here. And you know, you see me standing like this. And I'm going, please, I repent, Lord. I repent. I've got to preach soon. I've got to get up on stage. Please heal me. We choose to model, out for me and my wife, we choose to model in a way that our kids see us worthy of honor. Another thought, as a parent, when we sin in words that we may say or actions that we do toward our children, have you gone to that child of yours and asked for forgiveness for the wrong that you have done? That's a hard one. You know, this, this is what it means to walk in a daily, moment-by-moment moment submission to the Lordship of Jesus. And this is my final point here, and some of you are probably going to hate me for saying this, but I just want to say, don't shoot the messenger, if we can pop that up. And so my final point is this, honor even if they are not worthy of honor. This fifth commandment does not say, honor your parents because they deserve it. 
I guess it would be easier to honor your parents if they were godly parents, right? I realize that some parents have abused their children emotionally and physically. Some have had parents that were, were drunkards and, and, and drug addicts, you know, and, and who have selfishly neglected um, their children. Some of us in here may have even been hated and rejected by our parents, but the command still applies. Honor your father and your mother. And Jesus says to love our enemies in Matthew 5, 44. And for some of us in here, our enemies may include our parents on that list. So even if it is difficult, you have to work at it. We all have to work at it. I mentioned earlier this fifth command can stir some kind of feeling in us. For some of us, this may seem easy. For others, it may seem impossible. And I pray everyone here is capturing what God is saying to you based off this word. Because God's main purpose is what? Is to see you walk in freedom. Not only do you get healed, but you can imagine the turn that your life and family can take. I want to point out here, you know, if we live out this command, this fifth commandment, there is a promise for you. Remember, whether you're a teenager or you're, a, you're an adult or you're a parent in here, you and your family will be blessed through building a better relationship with each other that becomes contagious with the people around you. Wouldn't it be great to hear of, of children, of teenagers, of young adults, of old adults, and, and, and parents honoring, obeying, and respecting each other within that family unit, and it's done out of having this true relationship of honoring God first. And when each individual family member, when they get it, when it gets right in their minds and in their hearts and in their minds, from the youngest child in that house to the parent who runs authority in there, can you imagine with me the doors that will open where your family becomes the witnesses to a world where we believe rebelling and dishonoring our parents is normal? But a time will come where Christian homes, if we capture this fifth commandment correctly, children, young adults are honoring their parents because the parents are worth honoring, even if some of them have never deserved it. But you've chosen to walk the journey that Jesus is guiding you to forgive and learn how to honor. When you start thinking outside of yourself and begin thinking of this fifth commandment, that it's bigger than your life, what an, listen here, what an amazing culture shift it can do for this city. Yet it starts with you. It starts with me. And it filters into your family. And it extends out even more to the people around your family environment. And soon enough, it hits our community. It's unstoppable. All because of honoring your father and mother. And just as I finish up here, I don't know where each of us stand with all this that has been shared today. I definitely know what would have stirred us all, though. But the fifth commandment is the first commandment that focuses on relationships with people 
What it also offers is the first commandment that offers a promise that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. How do you want to choose living this commandment out for your life today? As a church community, man, let's walk this out together. Don't, don't try to do this alone. Don't walk in here every Sunday with your best foot forward and your nice tie, you know, as if you have your family all in order. Because I've learned, and I'm still learning, not only does God see right through it, but your kids do too. Your household sees right through it. And so we want to walk in the character and the integrity of Jesus Christ. If we want to see unity in this city, if you want to see unity grow in this church, then you need to understand that God has commanded it to start with family. And I don't know where you are at with your family unit that you belong to, but you can only go so far if your family is not unified in the obedience to God the Father. Now that's a journey. Not all of us are going to turn to Him by tomorrow if some of you don't feel you're walking full on for Him. So you journey it. And that the, the family unit, it starts with you as an individual and in your relationship with Jesus. He wants to bring freedom and He wants to, to heal our families all with the starting point of honoring your father and your mother. And just as I finish, all of us here have had parents. Some you may know, some you probably never met before. Some are probably solo parents. You've, you've come from a solo parent family. There's so many different journeys in here that I know when I'm saying to honor your father and your mother. And so you've got to learn when you're someone young, of course I'm going to tell my boys, teach them, you're going to obey me because this is my house and I'm going to bring you up, hopefully in a way that you honor me as well. But I'm worth being honored because I want to honor God first before anything else. But then as you grow, the teenage years, most of us would know, how do you honor your father and your mother in your teenage years? And then as a young adult, to then becoming a, a, a little family yourself, to growing even older in age, how do you still learn to honor your parents when they grow older? And I pray the same way that I treat my boys, hopefully in the, godly, the most godly way possible, that they would treat me that way when I grow older. It's bigger than yourself. It's bigger than me. It's all about the next generation that comes from your family line. A legacy that God has destined for you to live out even when we leave this place. So I want to encourage you. Let me pray for us that God will show us His grace on how to do all these things. Let us pray.